Welcome back to another Richard Pyatt Show. Another in our visits with Summit Point, the Behavioral Health Authority in Calhoun County, Michigan, based in the serial city of Battle Creek. You know, in our last episode, we talked about recovery services. And now in this episode, we're talking about peer support services. And that's another facet of the good work that's being done at Summit Point. Lisa's with us today, a peer support specialist, as is Priscilla, who also uh, carries that title. In fact, uh, along these uh, routes, there are a number of uh, certifications and things of that nature. Lisa, you you actually have something called AOT in uh, your uh, title, which actually is a special uh, designation for folks who are dealing with uh, the need for services on the basis of having been court ordered to do so. So we'll talk a little bit about what that means uh, going forward. But maybe Priscilla, we'll start with you and, and ask you, what does peer support really mean at Summit Point? Well, peer support means that we help those that are in our community that need help for mental issues or situations, or even if they're, you know, disabled in some kind of way. So what we do here is that we help advocate for them and teach them how to advocate for themselves, teach them how to stand on their own, teach them how to pass self-determination as well as self-care, you know, to get back on their feet to get where they want to be. Uh-huh. It's absolutely their plan, how they want their life to be. So we just assist in that and walk along with them till they're able to do that on their own. That's um, empowering, isn't it? Because empowering, uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it reminds me of that old uh, saying, you know, uh, give a man a, a meal or or teach him how to fish, and then he feeds himself, right? It, it's right. Uh, yes. It's yes. sort of like that. Which, what do you think about that, Lisa? Are we really, we're really empowering people, aren't we? I think we really are empowering people. Um, just uh, live, having that lived experience and being able to go out and, and share that lived experience and share those resources that we utilize ourselves to to get back to making our lives work and to making us be more independent and functional it mm-hmm. is um, really the goal of peer services is to to basically collaborate with that person and help them reach whatever goal it is that they're reaching. Is it housing that they need? Is it help with food assistance? It is, is it just finding somewhere to socially interact with other people just to be a part of the community? Yeah. Lisa, what would be an example of, of a success story perhaps that you can think of with someone who, with whom you became acquainted, they needed help and you got it to them? Um, well, um, I've run into those stories all the time. I can think of a a situation where I had a a customer who, um, she was in a domestic situation where she was being abused. Um, the housing situation wasn't great. So we were able to get into the community and find resources to help her get stable housing, safe housing, help her set up protections for her and her children. She's now working. All of her children are uh, completing school and doing well. Um, the aggressor in the situation is no longer an issue for her, and, and she is also maintaining her mental health goals, and she's really doing well. She's she's giving back to her own community. Um, she attends church, and she's helping out with the grandparent program in her church, and um, just had a whole new network opened up for her. Oh, my goodness. What a story. <laughs> If you, you know, we, we're certainly uh, familiar with these sorts of stories in which we're told that uh, domestic abuse situations are ones in which it's very difficult to extricate oneself. You're, you're, uh, you have a lot of uh, challenges in doing so. 
But that is an incredible story. Priscilla, do you have one that comes to mind, too, uh, that uh, was someone with whom you became acquainted, they were helped, and now they, uh, they've had a successful result? Oh, yes. Just doing mock interviews for jobs and so um, and teaching uh, how to say different things and how to respond to different situations, you know, and how to de-escalate if somebody gets in your face at work and you don't like it. We calm down and we take it to the right people. But just going through those different scenarios with them really help. And so that leads them to jobs as well as leading them to have right transportation because transportation sometimes here is an issue as well. How to catch the bus and how to call for different rides. So, uh, and that leads them not only getting a job, but keeping a job. Right. Uh, so we're talking about, um, not just situations that, uh, are what you might say dire, like uh, what Lisa talked about with the, with the situation of domestic abuse, but we're talking about a life skill solution here. If yes. someone can't get a job or can't uh, interview well, it's a learning opportunity for them. Yes. And you've provided that. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, those are incredible, uh, incredible examples. How is it that a peer support specialist gets to be where they are? And, and you share as much of your story as you want to, or as little as you want to, but um, how does someone become a peer support specialist? They have to be sort of an expert in people, don't they, Lisa? <laughs> well, um, the, the main focus of our uh, model is lived experience. And, um, you know, being a, a person with a diagnosis and being in a recovery to where I can go out and function in, in independently again was was my reasoning for going and getting certified. Um, just having that lived experience and going to uh, the classes and um, taking the test and, and just meeting with a lot of people with similar situations really, um, really helped me get out here. And I and I actually plug it all the time when I have customers I'm working with that are like, I don't know what I want to do with my life. And, and we've all in our own way been peer supports. You know, if you have a friend that doesn't know how to get to a grocery store and you offer that resource, that's what we do. We offer resources. We use our story and we help one another. So I usually plug that to give them kind of a motivation for something to do because I didn't know what I wanted to do until I really started doing this job. So. Mm. We talked about that AOT. Talk about what that means. Uh, that's, I think, what you were referring to there in that in that response that um, you actually had to sit for an exam for this certification, right? Right. And it's with me being an AOT peer, which is assisted outpatient treatment, um, a lot of the customers that I work with are possibly still in a generalized AFC home or a specialized mm -hmm. home. We do have people that are independent, but for whatever, due to like multiple hospitalizations, due to, um, you know, having a hard time managing their symptoms, the court decided they need a little more um, support. So this is what this team was comprised of. It was just added support. And I am a peer who has been on an AOT order in my in my past. So being able to share that story and, and offer that hope shot that this isn't, you know, us putting you down. This is us trying to build you up. So I, I really enjoy my my role as an AOT peer as well, helping people see that following your treatment plan and, and listening to your doctor and, and, and doing the things that you can do to get you healthier and into a more um, successful situation is what the goal is. Priscilla, uh, let's uh, hear your thoughts on that. Uh, how does one become a peer support specialist? 
Well, Lisa pretty much said it all. <laughs> so what so what I can add to that is just um really modeling what it looks like and letting people know that you're not alone. We've been through this too. And, and that's how we can relate to them even more so than a lot of other people. But the bottom line is that if we really look at it, all of us can really be a peer support because we all go through struggles. And if we share with one another how to get through it, that's what it's all about. It's just helping you to live your best life, the one that you want yeah, we certainly um, heard a little bit of that when we chatted with recovery services folks as well. People who have an experience that then lends well to helping others with the same kind of experience. I asked them this question, too. I'll ask uh, first you, Priscilla. Does it make a difference being able to say to someone whom you're helping, I've been there? Oh, of course. Yes. It makes it makes all the difference because you can't talk about something you ain't been through Mm -hmm. effectively. And so and people can really if they going through some, they can really read through you and know if you're telling them the truth or not. And so and that really makes a difference of them getting their recovery, them trusting you to tell you more, to help you teach them how to navigate and how to get better. So yes, um, having the same experience helped them a whole lot. And it helps us. We're, we're ever learning. We don't stop. We continue. There's always something that's going on or that's happening in their world or our world. And what we do, we learn from those experiences and we give them on. We, we pass it on. Lisa, what do you think about that? When, when you meet people uh, do they ask you, how do you know this is the way to go? I mean, they must uh, be looking for some kind of uh, of support from you in terms of knowing what you're talking about, right? I am blessed to be dual certified. Uh, I know this is more of a peer focus, but um, just having that insight into both worlds and to the recovery coach world as well, as well as the peer support world and being able to say, Yes, I've been there too. Like Priscilla said, really does open that door. It does let the guards down. And they do listen, in my opinion, a little bit more um, to somebody who's lived it. Um, I've, I've facilitated groups. And there were some situations in the groups that I hadn't had. But just the things that I learned in the, in the clin- from the clinical aspect of it in the groups. And, and being able to be that lived experience model and, and trying to model that you know, that mindfulness and, and just really trying to get them in tune to their selves is um, definitely a plus. Priscilla, if someone's listening to this and they're struggling somehow, uh, what would be something you would say to them as they think about what their next steps might be? Listen, we're here for you. Call some point and you can ask to speak to anyone on some point and they'll help you or lead you to the right one call you can even ask for me my name is priscilla so call and we will help you we will help you or guide you in the right direction that you want to go lisa is that is that something you see that just um, piggybacking on something that priscilla said there we will help you do you run into situations in which folks who need help don't think there's any hope or they don't think there's an option for them yeah, and I mean, being on the AOT peer support team, um, I run into a lot of people who aren't aren't ready for sometimes the help that the, the maybe the medical staff or the doctor is prescribed or the judge is saying that they need. And so being able to kind of 
ease them into that process and and offer them a, a, a outlet so they can express their feelings and kind of see it in action. Uh, got a lot of people who are were pretty resistant in the beginning, but they're really coming around. And I think it is a, a help to have somebody who's been through that process, walk that process with them. So I, I am seeing a lot of people who says, I don't want anything to do with Summit Point call me and say, Hey, I think I do need your help. Right. Um, they start to see the, the, the real, uh, situation and the solution in the distance. If they just right. start working on it. Yeah. And, well, I, and I share my story a lot with them so that they can, can see, I was, con- I was one that wasn't for summit point in the beginning. I was the one that was very combative with the, the treatment plan goal, but just trying to instill sit and pay attention and, and, and put your, your work into it you're going to have a good outcome. Well, and, and you know, there, there may be folks listening who are not in Battle Creek, but they understand uh, that at some point asking for help is not something that you're entirely comfortable with. It acknowledges yeah. that you need it. It it makes a person feel vulnerable. Those All of those things, uh, which, like you said, Lisa, can make you feel, um, I, I'm not going to go there. I don't need that but you find out that you do. Priscilla, you probably have seen that too, right? Oh, yes. And so um, a lot of times you have to make them feel comfortable with you because even though you may not want Summit Point's help right now, but because I'm associated with Summit Point, you know, you might want to give me a call. I'm not going to turn you away if you give me a call. And, Mm -hmm. well, can I just talk to you? And I'm like, sure. But I'm also going to eventually lead you and guide you to more help. You know, because, you know, depending on people's story, you know, pretty much we've all been there with one story or another, because there's not just one story. There are many stories. Right. So, so whatever that they're going through, you know, um, because we have experience, Lisa and I, as well as we're models, in a sense, of modeling our recovery and what to do and how we handle our situation. And when people know that you've gone through the same things that they're going through and you have come out on the other side. They get excited and then they start sharing. And when they know that you're, like I said before, that you're telling the truth about something, they'll continue to share and they'll begin to trust you. And if you say that, okay, I I recommend Summit Point, um, I recommend this counselor or this case manager for you, I'm sure that um, you'll get plenty of help that you need. If you want help, um, you'll get it. Boy, I can't think of a better uh, place to end the discussion right there. Boy, uh, congratulations on your individual successes and uh, the great work that you're both doing. Thank you. Thank you. All the information about Summit Point is in the show notes for this episode, along with a number of other episodes of the Summit Point series that we've been bringing you as part of the Richard Pyatt Show. You'll see the link in that show notes uh, area as well and uh, have a listen to some of these terrific stories. And thanks for being with us.